and welcome to this Expert Insights audio CD. I'm Donna Hanson from Prime Solutions Training and Consulting. Our Expert Insights CD series is designed to give human resources professionals and learning and development professionals access to the latest trends, ideas, philosophies and approaches that impact on how organisations manage, retain, engage and recruit staff. We know that HR and L&D roles are all-encompassing and it's often hard to find time to step outside your world and explore what's happening in other organisations. Prime's Expert Insights CDs are designed to provide you with concise information on topics relevant to you on a regular basis in a format that maximises your time and keeps you up to date with current industry trends. In this Expert Insights CD, we speak to Jennifer Goddard of MindWorks International on five reasons why speed reading should be part of your learning and development program. Before we start, a little bit of a background on Jennifer. She's the director of the Buzan Centre in Australia and New Zealand and co-founder of MindWorks International. An expert in the area of creativity and innovation, Jennifer works in a wide variety of organisations in Australia, New Zealand, the USA, the Middle East, South Africa, UK, China and Asia. Love to see her passport. <laughs> One of only four master trainers in Tony Bazan's mind mapping and other advanced learning techniques including speed reading and memory, Jennifer mentors a worldwide network of trainers and L&D professionals. Interestingly, Jennifer is the senior judge at the World Memory Championship and convener of the Australian Memory Championships and was crowned Australia's Memory Maven by Ant Hill magazine. Jennifer trains and coaches advanced learning techniques including speed reading, memory development and personally works with Tony Buzan around the world. Welcome, Jennifer. Great to have you. Thanks, Donna. Great to be here. Jennifer, why don't you start by telling us how you came to be a specialist in speed reading, which is the topic we're going to be looking at today. Well, I realized I needed to read more effectively when I started a business degree in my early 30s. Having left school at 15 and being diagnosed as dyslexic at 21, I found it difficult keeping up with all the reading. I had a corporate career and I was fairly developed in my career, but it was just that extra studying that was the overload for me at that time. Mm-hmm. Through sheer necessity, I went to along to a one-day speed reading course developed by Tony Buzan and had a life-changing epiphany. Wow. I discovered that it's not always about fast, but reading at different speeds for different purposes and about being strategic in my reading. So with the skills I learned, I finished my degree easily and a few years later completed my master's in entrepreneurship and innovation with high distinctions, which was, were absolutely amazing. And I applied that in my corporate career and also part of this journey, I decided to leave the corporate world and establish MindWorks International to help organizations be more creative and innovative. Interestingly, if you can remember something that you read, saw or discussed six days, six weeks or six years ago and apply it to a situation now, then you'll be much more creative and innovative. So in order to help organizations be more innovative, we needed to also help them with the underlying skills of memory, mind mapping and speed reading, or what we call range and rapid reading. Interesting. I'm looking forward to exploring this further and I know that a couple of years ago I, I did a speed reading uh, course with you and was just blown away by how much my ability to read and comprehend information uh, improved just within the, the constraints of the session. So uh, let's get started. So what are some of the reasons speed reading should be a part of every organisation's learning and development program? 
Well, there are lots of reasons to read better. Speed reading, just one type of reading, of course. Well, in fact, we talk about reading strategically with range and rapid reading because it's not always about fast. Mm-hmm. But five common reasons we've seen HR and L&D people promote speed reading within their organisations are that effective reading, well, one, helps people cope with information overload. Two, enables frontline innovation. Three, assists with prioritising workload. Four, helps everyone adjust to rapidly changing technology. And five, it also helps reduce stress. Look, all those things are, are great and um, right on the money because I know, you know, just with the technology influx, there's so many more emails to read. There's documents that come flying through, uh, you know, with different tools that we're using to access information. Yeah, it is really just overload. So the first um, the first reason is, is certainly uh, one I'm sure that's going to be of great interest to our listeners. So let's explore a little further. So that's helping to cope with information overload. Overload. Well, yeah, that's right. Every day, people are confronted with vast amounts of new information flowing towards them from a multitude of sources. Almost everyone feels overwhelmed at some point when trying to absorb and understand and apply this new information. The impact on individuals varies from simple time wasting to some serious health problems, while for organizations, the effect is compounded into a massive loss of productivity and poor performance. And according to a recent report, Australian workers are the most likely to admit that the amount of information they have to manage for their jobs has increased in the past five years. That was 92% of people surveyed, with two-thirds of them saying that the amount has increased significantly. Compared to other markets surveyed, Australians spend more time receiving and managing information overload, that's about 54% have said that, than actually using that information. Wow. (laughs) And it's the impact in productivity and the impact on the business and getting things done is just significant. And if people are able to get the information they need in faster, comprehend it better, and then recall it and use it more effectively, then they're managing information overload. You know, we know we can't eliminate it, but speed reading and, and reading with a purpose and focus using effective strategies definitely helps them manage information overload. And as you, as you saw, these strategies for reading apply to all types of reading, from the latest business books, articles, research papers, to internal reports, and even help with online material. So I'm guessing, um, you know, one of the things that an organisation could do and is um, is sort of encourage people to take on board some speed reading principles. Uh, so I guess along the line, you know, Towards the end, maybe we can um, just cover off on a few no-brainer sort of things that people can can do to help open their minds up to uh, what speed reading can actually do for them. Yeah, absolutely. So on to number two. That was speed reading enables frontline innovation. Okay, I'm, I'm, how, what does that mean and, and how could HR professionals benefit from that, Jennifer? Well, every organisation today knows that continuous improvement and innovation are vital for lasting success. And they know that innovation isn't restricted to the senior people or specialists. It actually begins and ends with people in the front line. And it's HR's role to help ensure staff in all areas have the knowledge and skills to contribute ideas within their sphere of influence. While there's a wide range of methods and skills, many of which we train people in our different workshops, 
methods and skills will help employees contribute ideas. It's people's underlying experience and knowledge that feeds idea generation. So it just makes sense if an individual has broad knowledge and experience, he or she can contribute better. And if your team reads widely and strategically and develops the ability to scan broadly for new information, which is one of the key benefits of speed reading, then the team is better placed to make connections between things that might just lead to innovative ideas and solutions. Managers need to encourage their staff to scan widely for information by leading the way. And it's HR and L&D people that can promote that. Well, that makes that part makes perfect sense to, to what we've said, and, and certainly is is something that they can do. So, I'm guessing, and and I know you've got a couple more things you want to say around this point. What it does, what both of these things do so far, is helps people clear their head and get some clarity and remove the fog, so that they can work out what is relevant and what isn't. That's part of it, but it's also having the time to look at other industries, to look at what's help happening elsewhere, to be have their finger on the pulse, to be reading uh, up-to-date industry magazines or broader magazines, and so that when they're in an ideas generation session and they've seen something and they go, oh, I remember I saw this or I saw this ad or I read this article and they can contribute to it. So the, the broader-minded thinking that's possible through reading strategically and reading much more information rather than, you know, books sitting on the shelf. And uh, I know a lot of people believe in shelf development <laughs> <laughs> and the latest business books are just sitting there and going, read me, read me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, frontline innovation demands that sometimes be spent on it. And if people are already too busy with day-to-day activities, they aren't able to focus on being more innovative. So being able to read efficiently and effectively on the right type of materials enables more time for future thinking. I guess, so that's, I guess that's also like uh, as it would apply to risk management and things like that. In order to manage risk, you've got to take time out and look at the potential risks. And what you're saying here is it's the same thing. To be innovative, you need to take time out to allow you to explore that avenue and to be able to gather the information from the variety of sources. That's right. And many of us have the magazine still in the wrappers on our desk and, and reading is usually put to the last thing. And, and what we want to show and demonstrate is that if you have an opportunity to read something or scan through it strategically and then you can pick up key ideas and information and then you can create knowledge files and pop that away so that you can access that information later on when you really want to go in more in depth. So really the an opportunity to scan for new ideas and opportunities and, and results in increased potential to grow new markets and plan future strategies and endeavours and, and beat the competition. You can be ahead of the competition and see what's out there and what's happening. I, I guess, uh, like they say, you know, having more information and more knowledge, knowledge is power, and the more that you can know about your own and, and other industries, uh, the more informed you are to be able to make uh, appropriate choices to your market, to your business and to your day-to-day activities. Well, that's right. And with not with information at the moment, it's ubiquitous. Everyone nearly has access to the same information. It's what they do with that information to create new knowledge. And, you know, there's the, the thought leadership um, idea or metaphor that's out there at the moment. And some people have really embraced it. And some people have sort of said, well, you know, they're a bit over that term. But if you, when you read something, you can ask yourself three questions. You can say, well, yes, 
and here's something else that I've read that supports that or here's something in my organization that would work with that. Or you can say, yes, however, here's a contrarian view or however, if I implemented it in our organization, we would have to do this or this. And then the third one is, so what? You know, so what about what I've read? So what about what they've said? So what? Or so how can I implement that in my organization? So that ability to convert data and information into knowledge is powerful. Uh, so number three was assisting with prioritizing your workload. Let, let's talk a little about that one. Well, again, this is about reading strategically, not just with speed, but with purpose. People that often get overloaded or behind because they can't cope with all the stuff they have to read and priorities can get confused and even put aside because of this. For example, we recently heard politicians complain that they only had a few weeks to read some new legislation before having to vote on it. Mm. Well, in workplaces, people put reading important information off because they just don't have time and they delay projects and make mistakes as a result. That's, so, that's a really relevant point. Have you uh, had any organisations where you've gone into where you've actually seen the results of, uh, of delaying and, and not um, making reading a priority really become an issue? Yes, yes. And, and that's one of the conversations that we have with people to sort of say, you know, what, what's more important? You know, there's important stuff and there's urgent stuff and there's strategic stuff. And they've got to balance that out. One organization was, did a lot of, uh, tender documents and responses to tenders and they felt overwhelmed by this large document and rather than looking at it from a strategic perspective and being able to have a different approach to it, then they found that they could actually address it and feel much more comfortable with it and doing it in layers rather than you know being completely overwhelmed by that process. Certainly a lot of documentation, whether it be legal contracts or, or anything along those lines, um, you know, that that's good to know that in organisations people are getting overwhelmed and, and you will find that people often do just push the paperwork around, don't they, because uh, it just goes into the too hard basket, a bit like all the jobs we have to do. Uh, you know, we often do the easier ones first and, and sometimes I know I can be guilty of it as well. I've got reading material and you just go, well, oh, I don't really require a lot of, um, you know, grey matter or brain space to deal with that. But um, what you're actually suggesting is that, you know, in, in a lot of cases you do. In a lot of cases you just need to apply yourself for a shorter space of time and you're actually going to get much better comprehension than, than waiting until times when you, uh, you perhaps aren't at your, your best. Well, that's right. If I try to read my important stuff late at night, which is what most people try to do, my brain's just fried. So what I do is if I've got something important, and in a contract, every single word is important. Mm -hmm. But what we show people is that in a contract, what you do is you do a broad brush overview and then go in depth again and then in again. And then depending on the type of document and your purpose, you would approach it different ways. And most people, when they get to work, the first thing they do is they turn their computers on and they get on their emails and they start cluttering their brain up with with stuff mm. but if they say no I've got some important reading to do in the first half hour of my good thinking time that I do that reading whether you know it's early in the morning I know when I'm was studying for my master's I you know I'm not a morning person but I would get up at say 5 a.m and do my effective reading then or you know in organizations often they have meeting rooms or, or uh 
timeout rooms where people can go in for half an hour and focus on something important they have to read, particularly if they've got open environments because that can be quite distracting. Yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. And I think the sad part is we're seeing more and more of that. And it, it's almost like it's, um, uh, you know, we can't find the time and we need to allocate special places for us to be able to be in our own self. And it's not that people want time to their selves, themselves in a, a spiritual sense, but you need, to, you need to internally reflect on information and process and analyse it uh, to in in order to be proactive rather than reactive, which I think is what often happens when we leave reading or understanding or any sort of comprehension uh, to a point where we just have to react straight away rather than being able to process the information and determine the best course of action. Absolutely. And I have uh, industrial headphones that block out all the noise so that I can be fully um, present when I'm reading something really important. You know, I don't use them all the time, but you know, when I, when I really need to concentrate and I don't want to be distracted, I, I just put my headphones on. Um, and in workplaces, people put reading you know, important information off because they don't have time and they delay projects or make mistakes as a result. And speed reading and reading with a purpose and strategy, it allows people to get through more material faster with better comprehension and recall, allowing them to make better decisions and set better priorities. And, you know, H&R and L&D people have a role to play in debunking the traditional reading myths and promote reading techniques such as power browsing, skimming, scanning and others that allow you to read better, faster and with more satisfaction. So number four was adjusting to rapidly changing technology. I'm sensing a time bomb here, Jennifer, with this one. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us more. Well, you know, in the old days, you know, 18 months ago or so, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, it's quite different. We all find reading on a screen much different than reading from a piece of paper. In fact, research shows it can be up to 30% slower on reading on screen. Mm-hmm. And most of us prefer to print out the materials and read them later, you know, for a whole variety of reasons. While many younger employees who are sort of more used to reading on screen will print out less, saving time and money. And technology has significantly changed how we read. So we need to upgrade our reading skills and learn how to read online more effectively. So getting new information into your head effectively is more than so-called speed reading. You need to read with a purpose, using a number of simple strategies to get what you need from emails, from online books, articles, newspapers. Do you think there's some sort of intellectual connection um, for us as as readers of all sorts of documentation between having something physically in our hand to read versus reading it on the screen? I, I know uh, you've said about the, the generational sort of uh, scenario, um, but do you think there's almost a psychological component to it where uh, in a business world in particular, people just feel far more comfortable to have, you know, the piece of paper or the, the notebook or the document in their hand to be able to read and review it? Yes, and partly because that reading on screen is different than reading on paper. Part of it is why we print it out. Sometimes we'll print it out and file it so we've got access to it later on or we'll read it at a time that suits us or that it's printed and it's on our desk and it reminds us and go, oh, yes, I I forgot about that. Now I've got to remember to read that now. So there are many reasons that people print it out and... 
we all sort of know if we read something online or editing a document online and then we print it out in a piece of paper, uh, we read it differently and we can pick up more errors that way. So there is a strategy for both. Uh, most of us do our emails online and often, you know, we've read something but we've misread it and we need to know what are the better techniques and processes and the way to sit up, set up our computer screens and technologies to help us, you know, be more effective and efficient. Yes, certainly, um, and I guess what that does to having the computer, the printed stuff, is it just creates um, a feeling, again, as you've, you've already intimated, a sense of overwhelm. It feels like stuff's coming from you in every different direction. And, um, you know, certainly the element of having something physical gives you a sense of, I call it CYA, covering your donkey. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it certainly, you you know, online there's an element of, of people being concerned that things can disappear, that it won't be there. I mean, obviously email trails and things like that are great, but, you know, you, you're quite right. Everything's changing and it's changing so quickly. And like you said before, there's um, the information available is voluminous, isn't it? There's just so much of it. And hence, you know, we're starting to see terms coming in like big data, um, which, you know, just refers to the plethora of information that's that's now available uh, uh, via the internet and all other, you know, resources. Well, I was speaking at a conference in Phoenix, Arizona recently, and it was all about big data and, you know, what you can do to mine that big data and how to access it. And it's a, you know, a different mindset. And when you go back to the fundamentals of reading and, and physically, how do your eyes move as you read? How does your brain process that information? And then what do you do with it? Uh, those skills and strategies have to be adapted for technology for screens mm -hmm. and you know we find things you know differently working on our laptop than it is say an ebook reader mm -hmm. and they spend millions of dollars with the ebook readers to get them to look like physical books and you know it, it is we need to understand the different strategies and being able to you know know that yes big data is uh, a, a key concern and, you know, if the power went out in, the organ, in your organisation right now, most people will be sort of twiddling their thumbs and going, what am I going to do now? Yep. Uh, because they're so attached to their, their computers and everything's reliant on the technology. And so you have to understand how your eyes are working and, and like the F pattern that people use when reading websites or why do I read or misread information on a, a screen but when I print it out I can edit it, you know, easily. Mm. So they're just some simple things that um, that technology is, is creating, a, a, you know, wealth of opportunities but this rapid change technology is also so, you know, particularly different age groups, different types of industries, different types of jobs um, can, can have a different part to play in it as well. Mm. And you obviously found, um, though I'm just seeking, uh, you know, an affirmative response, that the learning those speed reading skills helped with your dyslexia? Uh, yes. Yes, I... I thought I was dyslexic and I was tested positive as dyslexic and now I understand there are actually seven steps to the reading process and the first step, the recognition of the alphabet was was the reasons why my um, I couldn't absorb the information so well. So once I addressed that and the other seven parts of reading, uh, I went from, you know, reading 
200 words a minute to now six, 700 words a minute. Uh, when I was studying my master's, because I had to read so much, uh, you know, I was up a thousand words a minute. So, which is, which is pretty incredible considering I, you know, left school at 15 and had real troubles learning. Um, but it was my love and passion for knowledge and information that enabled me to just persist a little bit with some of the strategies in, until I was really able to read, you know, so much faster. And the UN, predict, they, they say functional literacy is about 200, well, sorry, 400 words a minute. The average reading speed is about 240 words a minute. And we estimate now in business that the average worker needs to be reading at least 600 words a minute just to be effective. That's interesting statistics, and certainly I think in the next, even the next eighteen months to two years, we're going to see significant changes in, um, you know, the need for the skills that that we're actually talking about today. Because, uh, you know, it, it's just one of the mechanisms uh, that we have to actually start to take some control back uh, and decrease that overwhelming feeling from all the information overload so so that's great and you know I could quite easily talk with you for hours Jennifer but I know <laughs> that our time is is uh, is short so I know the fifth way or the final way that you spoke about was that um, speed reading reduces stress I think we've clearly established some of that but let, let's just talk a little more about that well, most of us read about grade four level because that's when we last learnt how to read. Wow. And, and what we're talking about, the technology changes and workload demands and the sheer amount of reading we all need to do, not having the right skills, increase, it leads to increased levels of stress. We, we just need to shift our approach, our thinking and upgrade our skills or what I like to say, upgrade our neck top computer. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the most amazing biocomputer sitting on our shoulders. Um, when was the last time, you know, we... We found the defrag button or, you know, wouldn't you like to yep. to give it some new software? Um, so we need to upgrade our skills in order to be much more effective and feel in control. And when a person can read effectively, and that's with purpose and focus and using a range of reading strategies, including the speed reading part of it, they can cope better with information overload. They can manage priorities better. They can engage with new technology rather than avoid it or misuse it. And they're able to contribute their creative genius to help the organization improve. And all of this is immensely satisfying, which makes work a better, less stressful place to be. Mm. And we've also seen many, many people learn and apply these simple reading methods with great success, that they introduce them to their families and their friends, particularly their children. And this really gives them a great feeling of reducing not only their stress levels, but of those they love. And it's very satisfying for me when I see this happen. Uh, some interesting things there. Um, certainly, we talk about stress. I know a little while ago, Medibank Private uh, did a, a um, uh, you know, some uh, statistics, a survey, and, and a study on workplace stress, and um, you know, found that it was costing several billion dollars a year to employers, uh, and and obviously was um, you know very heavy on the work cover side. So being able to reduce stress and and you know technology and it, it's um, quick evolution has certainly been part of that, but I think um, what we're talking about here is 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 equally important, and that is just the information overload that's come about as the result of the availability of, of data and um, the the accessibility and the ease by which people can shift data around and um, 
palm it off onto other people. Uh, if you know what I mean, you know, people will send an email and sort of go, well, that's my job done. Now it's somebody else's job. So pushing uh, tasks off in smaller proportions that are, you know, um, just reactive rather than proactive. So, um, so yeah, I think it's a sign of uh, sign of a bigger problem to come. I, I agree with you. And another key element is remembering what you've read. And most of us have, you know, forgotten what we've read, you know, a, a paragraph or, a, a, you know, an hour later or, you know, we reread the same sentence over and over again. And, and this is why we tie in memory with the reading because it's, it's a, a three-legged stool. It's how fast you're going. Do you comprehend what you're reading as you're reading it? And then do you remember it? So that's the, and comprehension mm. is about the vocabulary, about the business jargon, is about understanding the business rules, it's understanding what it means in the organization as well as for the individual. So that's why it's a three-legged stool. And, you know, most people call it speed reading and that's a common term for it, but it's actually reading strategically or what we call range and rapid reading mm-hmm. and balancing out that three-legged stool to help reduce workplace stress, improve productivity and, you know, and, and, and build on the knowledge of all of our people. I know that in the session that I did with you, we started out by reading and and understanding where you were or where you are, uh, then looking at um, where you can get to while still combining that, as you said, you know, speed reading isn't just about going from uh, 200 words a minute to 600 words a minute. Uh, You know, you need to be going from 200 to 450 if it means that you're going to get the comprehension, but it's about understanding the strategies, uh, etc. A couple of questions. If if people are interested, how long um, would a a speed reading type session take to kickstart them? Is it usually a half day? Well, I've, I've had to do many speed reading sessions, 40 minutes in a conference, and the comments are always, you know, should have had longer. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I've been reading for about 16,000 days, and the say I'm going to change everyone's reading strategies in half a day. Is, it, it's a bit tough, but yes, half a day is a great introduction and awareness. Uh, a full day gets into some of the more deeper level techniques, mm-hmm. and then what we often do is follow up. So we might do a couple of half days. Or I do lots of coaching, one-on-one coaching with people to help them specifically in their field as well as looking at it broadly. So uh, often people are doing an MBA and they need help with uh, coping with everything or, you know, from an L&D perspective, helping people absorb vast amounts of information as well. So half a day is is good, a day is excellent uh, and it's a little bit like uh, typing. Uh, some of us may be uh, a full-touch typist mm-hmm. uh, but you've seen the people that are hunt-and-peck typists, you know, they just <laughs> do two fingers and you sort of think about what would it take for them to get from two fingers to using all 10 fingers mm-hmm. and it would take a little bit of um, practice, a little bit of skill a little bit of motivation and it might feel a little bit weird um, using all 10 fingers and, and initially they might be faster using just the two but with a little bit of motivation and skill and development they easily uh, they can use all 10 fingers and then they're much more effective and efficient so and and reading skills are a little bit like that most of us are reading with the two fingers the hunt and peck method and once you get that um, the full scope of the skills it's amazing how well you can just fly so I guess my lesson out of our conversation today is I think it might be time for me to revisit uh, my uh, my reading skills with you 
again. So, uh, well, Jen, well, you're always welcome. We do have public programs. You can always come and sit in on. Yes. Oh, fantastic too. That's great. You, some excellent insights on how HR and L and D can, you know, look at speed reading personally and and why it should be part of every organisation's learning and development calendar. Um, just to to before we finish off, and I I um you know just share your details with our listeners. Have you got one or two takeaway tips that are the sorts of things that um, uh, our listeners could apply straight away that would help them get started in um, better comprehension and um, being able to deal with the information that they're getting? Yes. um, Know that reading is like exception reporting. So the more you read, the more you're able to read. Mm -hmm. So reading as much as you can actually speeds up your reading. Building your vocabulary of your the business of the business terms is also quite important mm-hmm. and the, one of the major techniques we share is a called a power browse where you get the movie trailer version of the book in just 10 minutes so what you do is you flip through uh, one page at a time a second or two seconds per page and just look at the book and put the together a movie trailer inside of how the book is structured what sort of genre is it easy to read does it have lots of indexes all those little things and it could take about five minutes or ten minutes depending on the size of the book and what that gives you is that overview and then you know that you can maybe just jump straight to chapter nine rather than you know starting from the beginning and work all the way to the end Mm. most people have read chapter one and chapter two and then just given up when if they just applied the power browse and they could jump straight to chapter nine then they've got what they need right now so jennifer if some of our listeners want to get in touch with you to explore um you know rapid reading and and the other areas such as mind mapping that you work in how's the best way for them to get in contact well they can email me at jennifer at mindworks.com and mindworks is m-i-n-d-w-e-r-x I know that's why kids can't spell, but uh, <laughs> there's a reason why we call MindWorks. Um, or just go to our website, which is mindworks.com, or my specialist Buzan website, focusing on Tony Buzan's techniques, is buzan.com.au. That's B U Z A N.com.au. Well, Jennifer, thanks very much for your time today and your expert insights on uh, speed reading. Thanks very much for joining us for this Expert Insights CD. For more information on Prime Solutions training and consulting and our services, visit our website, the three W's, Prime Solutions with an S at the end, .net.au. Until next time, this is Donna Hansen helping you work smarter and not harder with technology. Bye for now. 